The Lou and Matt Podcast. Another very varied week this morning, don't you reckon? This morning. Now let me try again. Very, 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 very. A varied week, I'd say, this week. Matt, wouldn't you agree? Like yeah, a I lot would. of different stuff. I would. It was very consistent over the last 18 months, and that was uh, COVID. <laughs> but yeah. now it's starting to, now we're starting to... Um, kind of talk about other stuff as our lives are starting to open up again, mm. and it's and it's it's fun because of that. But also, we're doing a lot of stuff too. Like next week, um, we're doing best of the border again after a year off last year. I know, which is really fun because it is fun to find out um, who the border really rates in different areas of business and hospitality and all that sort of stuff. So, and it's good for people coming to town. That's right. Because then they know exactly yeah. where to go. And as you always say, it's it's one of your um, things that you're always banging on about. People are coming here, Lou. Yeah. Because they're leaving the city and they're saying, oh, I want a ever. better life. Yeah, that's for sure. And they so are. if they rock up to town and then they see Best of the Border Award winner 2021 Triple M. I'll give it a crack. Give it a crack. Why wouldn't so you? So that's why you can vote now, by the way, if you're listening to this, um, unless you're listening to this way into the future, in which case, you know, get it a life. It might be over. Do something else. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but you can vote now if it's in period. Um, other than that, yes, there was some COVID stuff, obviously, but there's a ton of other stuff. Um, like the follow-up to the great Krispy Kreme craze of 2021, <laughs> which was last week, Lou, Thursday. Have you had one yet? No, I refuse. Same. On principle. <laughs> yeah, on Plus principle. Plus I'm off sugar, but yeah. And I think um, I think one donut would probably pack more sugar than uh, oh, I could deal man. with in it'd a week, to be, be honest. be tasty, though, yeah, let's be honest. be very tasty. Be very tasty. Delicious. In fact, uh, I could really go one right Yeah, now. We talked about what food you'd like to see on the border, and you'll hear that in our podcast as well. But let's uh, kick off with this. Live and local on Triple M, it's 10 to 8. That song always reminds me of my childhood when things were free and easy, Lou, and not complicated, unlike, say, the last, I don't know, three or four weeks at school. Yeah, most definitely. There's been so much last going on. Last two years, actually, to be fair. Yeah, really. We need to find out a little bit uh, about how um, schools have been impacted, especially with the latest COVID outbreak on the border. Jackie Partington has been the principal of St Monica's Primary School in Wodonga for nine years. Um, I've had the pleasure of uh, dealing with Jackie uh, as a parent because my son Daniel was at St Monica's and absolutely loved it. You've never met a more dedicated principal and she joins us right now. Hi, Jackie. Oh, good morning, Lou. Thank you. So, Jackie, um, obviously when Dan was at school, it was a, it was a simpler time. <laughs> um, <laughs> there wasn't all these shutdowns and things. Now, obviously, as Matt said, you've had to contend with, you know, the last 20 months of... Um, closing school and homeschooling and all that sort of stuff. But the last few weeks, I think, have probably been the toughest for schools. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely, Lou. I think in my whole working career, I've never had a more, um, I guess, intense responsibility and uh, time over the last two weeks uh, yeah, has been enormous, really. Um, so for those that haven't uh, kept uh, track of, of your school in particular, uh, have you had to close over the last couple of weeks? Oh, look, we were really lucky. We closed for one day only. Um, uh, we had, we've had we only had uh, four students um, that had tested positive to COVID-19 right. and we closed for one day while we completed our contact tracing and had one day of remote learning. So I think all of the policies and procedures and the um, all of the risk mitigation we did certainly put us in good stead just to, uh, I guess, contain it and it didn't spread and it was um, very contained. So... Yeah, we're really pleased with that. 
How's it been for the families, Jackie? Because I think um, it, it would be um, fair to say that a lot of people um, locally, and especially a lot of parents, have been um, quite concerned about COVID in our schools. Oh, absolutely, Lou. It's been really tough for parents. Um, there's a lot of anxiety around and a lot of worry, which is um, quite normal. And, you know, they're dealing with our little people at home as well. And we can't forget the, the kids that have been in and out of remote learning. Um, sometimes, you know, they're exposed to a lot of media and things that that is more difficult for kids to process, I guess. So um, the parent support and the community support we've had has just been amazing, uh, certainly at St Monica's. And, it's it's been a worrying time for them, but they've also we've never seen so much gratitude come our way as well. So they're very grateful for everything that we've got in place and everything yep. that our staff are doing, which is amazing. Yeah, that's brilliant. Now, um, I, I would think that uh, longer term, this isn't really a great way of living with the virus. This instability of closing down schools all the time. Have you been told at all by the Department of Education or? or uh, the, the, the health authorities, if it's going to change in the future? Oh, Matt, I think, um, I think there's going to be less and less instances of schools closing net from now on. I think we know a lot more about the transmission of COVID-19. We uh, have a lot safer practices. Yep. We have bubbles. We have um, lots of good um, health routines, our ventilation, our mask wearing. We've got a lot of practices in place. Um, that will reduce any spread that does come, but also um, I think that our contact tracing and our definition of that primary close contact, et cetera, will, is changing. Um, that's changing all the time and the matrix is coming out from the government is changing. So I think there'll be less and less instances of schools closing here on in. Fantastic. Well, Jackie, thank you so much for everything that you do. We know it's been a trying time for schools, but, um, but all of the schools have just done an amazing job. Thanks for chatting with us. Yeah, and thank you and thanks to the community because I think um, it's it's really as a community response, Lou. No one's role in our community is more important than another's. Everyone from Albuquerque Health to our kids and our parents and um, I just thank everyone. Thursday will go down as the great Krispy Kreme craze of 2021 <laughs> and the history books, uh, Lou, when we look back on what was happening in Albury, Wodonga, that will definitely make it into the great book of well, 2021. It's in the 7-Eleven history books. It? <laughs> it certainly is. It was the biggest opening in terms of the number of... Krispy Kremes. Krispy Kremes have ever sold in any opening of any 7-Eleven around Australia. Pretty big. And so it got us thinking about what other food or restaurants you'd like to see on the border because clearly people like the idea of having Krispy Kremes here on the border. Did you go and ha- try one? No, I'm not on donuts. No, at the me well, I'm, either. I'm, I'm with you. You're shredding. Them. I'm trying. I'm shredding for summer. Um, so we put <laughs> it up on your our, body bikini ready. <laughs> <laughs> desperately trying to keep things in check. I think is the proper terminology. <laughs> so we put it up on our Facebook page, Triple M the Border. Uh, we got some very interesting responses. Lou, are there any that uh, take your fancy? There are a couple that absolutely take my fancy. Um, Cat kicked it off. A woman after my own heart. A really good Greek restaurant would be amazing up here. Agreed, because if ever I go to Melbourne, I go to a Greek restaurant. Yeah, Delicious. They're cool. They're cool. Um, and Marina said a Turkish restaurant, also delicious and something we don't have here. Yeah. I'd rather turn my attention um, less uh, from quality food, more to stuff that I can stuff my face with. Sure. <laughs> like? Um, well, a lot of them you see that people have put down are things that we had on the border, but are now gone, oh, like oh, Pizza okay. Hut and yeah. Sizzler. They're not coming back. 
Well, Pizza Hut is still around. Sizzler's a no-go, definitely. But yeah. what about the pancake parlour? Didn't we have a pancake we parlour? We did here? have a pancake parlour. Yeah, someone else And they were pan- awesome pancakes. My girlfriend actually put a comment up there, pancake parlour, as well as um, Christopher. Oh, there you go. <laughs> what about, um, let's have a look here, decent seafood, Korean barbecue and hot <gasps> pot? Yum, that sounds good. Uh, Chucky Cheese. No, oh. Sorry, Chucky. <laughs> now, later. Joel actually puts an interesting one as well. Another one that we used to have on the border, a Porto. Or was Did it we? Nando's? No, we had Nando's. Either or. They're very interchangeable. Are they? Um, I think so. Um, I've had a Porto before in Sydney. It was all right. Uh, Nando's. Yeah, we had it at the Five Ways. Oh, now someone's written Guzman, which is Guzman y Gomez, which is like a um, Mexican restaurant, I think. Yeah, good. And <laughs> all right, well, no, explain. really, no, really good. Like, oh, but I love Mexican, but we've already got a couple here. Here's my favourite comment, Lou, from Graham. He's just put, "Let's make the border fat again." <laughs> <laughs> we're doing our best. I think, um, Graham, look, we're I doing think our everyone's best. been making a concerted effort during lockdown, so I wouldn't worry too much about that. <laughs> Now, the member for Farrah and Environment Minister Susan Lee is officially opening the Davy Road interchange at Tabletop today at 11 o'clock, and we'll get to that in a second. Let's first welcome her. Uh, Susan, good morning. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Lou. Um, Now, before we get to the interchange, which is a terrific day, they've done some great work there, um, I'd just like to ask one question. See, no one, Susan, has answered this simple question and I know that you're not directly involved in making these health decisions but we've heard the term living with the virus a lot but what does that actually mean because I'd argue that isolating for seven or 14 days depending on the circumstances isn't really living with it what do you consider is living with the virus Susan? Living with the virus is living your life and not hesitating when you can do something that the rules allow you to do. So that's my interpretation. Uh, We've got people that are anxious and I understand that and that, you know, staying inside too much, that's not good. Missing out on lots of opportunities because they're worried that they might catch the virus, but there's actually no rules or regulations that are preventing them from going out, shopping, going to, you know, a hotel, having a drink, meeting friends, having coffee. Um, Please just do that because... Uh, that's that's sort of my interpretation. Yes. And look, with the New South Wales Victorian border opened up overnight, we really have got a genuine measure of confidence. Yeah, true, true. But is, is there a future that doesn't involve isolation for seven or fourteen days? Do you think? Well, a lot of that has completely gone off the agenda. So there's very little quarantine, and now with rapid rapid antigen yes. testing, which I've been pushing for a long time, that's really the key towards normalising what you what you do because you're absolutely right if you're a close contact you have no idea suddenly you're told have two tests if you're vaccinated you've got to be um, out of action for seven days you know I understand that people's response is well maybe I just won't go anywhere so I don't get myself into that situation so we've got to rapid antigen testing is the key it's very accurate it's very quick it's very easy Um, I've It's being uh, rolled out in the region. I'm pleased that um, my voice has been heard and many voices have been heard and it's happening. Yes. Uh, My next step is to have the cost come down so it's actually accessible for everyone when they need it. Yeah, and it's being rolled out in the schools, which is really important in New South Wales at the moment, so that's fantastic. That's right, because this is an outbreak locally that's very much in the student population. Yeah, definitely. Now, Susan, um, Matt mentioned um, at the beginning of our chat that 
You are going to be opening officially the Davy Road interchange at Tabletop at 11am this morning. How important is that interchange to um, the area? It's absolutely vital. It gets the heavy vehicles off the road going through North Albury, Saguna and on yep. their way to the Nexus Precinct and we want that. But also most of the traffic that comes to the area, the uh, industrial area, comes from the south. So to be able to just come straight off the freeway and be right there is going to make a huge difference. It's kind of pump you know, over a billion dollars, the activity into the local economy from just having this interchange up and running and open. It's the last piece, if you like, on um, on the on the upgraded Hume Highway between Sydney and Melbourne and uh, contribution from state and federal governments has added up to about $16.5 million, which is the total cost. But the build has been fabulous. It's come in on time, um, under budget, and, uh, yeah, it will be great. Great. Now we just have to fix uh, McCoy Street. That's the last <laughs> piece. But that's not, that's not in New Actually, South yes, Wales, we so do. We do. And, and, and I understand that that's funded. It just has to happen. Yeah, yeah that's it. Absolutely. That's it. Susan Lee, uh, Federal Member for Farrah and Environment Minister, thank you so much for joining us. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Let's get some non-COVID news. The Prime Minister is being treated like the unpopular kid at school over there in Glasgow. He's heading home now. And one of the reasons why is that one of the cool kids, the French President Macron, or what do you call him, Lou? Uh, Macron. That's the one. Uh, he's very displeased that we welched on the submarine deal. Now, here's the thing, and this goes out directly to Mr Macron and his cronies. I've had a French car. It was a Peugeot 205 GTI back in 1997. And let me tell you, if those crappy subs you were going to build leaked like my Peugeot's engine, well, all I can say is thank God we didn't get them. That was a French shitbox, Lou. There's no no other way of saying it. And the aircon just wasn't strong enough. The aircon was not strong enough. And if there's one thing I know about subs, they need good air conditioning. That's true. Personally, I think we should just try and get some uh, more of those Russian submarine captains to defect, like in the hunt for Red October. Yes. Two or three, and we've got ourselves a little subfleet. And they're nuclear. Yeah. Remember? Oh, yeah. I remember. They sound strangely Scottish, too, the uh, Russian defecting captains. Funny, wasn't it? In Poland, an animal welfare society received a call about a mysterious animal stuck in a tree. A concerned woman called the Krakow... Society for the Protection of Animals about a creature that had been stuck in a tree opposite her block for two days. You have to help him, the woman reportedly told KPSA on the phone. After an exhaustive rescue operation, the KPSA discovered that the mysterious animal was in fact a croissant. <laughs> Someone threw it out the window and it wasn't got... even stuck. No, it <laughs> could have left any time. <laughs> Bloody French again, Crafty I tell you. Croissant. Honestly. <laughs> Finally, in local news, the Six Skate Park is almost open, Lou, in oh, Albury. It looks amazing. I can't wait to pull a wicked Ollie 180 kick flip, nolly frontside 360, or even, God forbid, a fakie backside big spin. Nah, on that you'd bad never boy. be able to do one of those. Well, Lou, as you know, I'm a talented skateboarder and beatboxer. <laughs> So I couldn't be happier about Can this awesome news. Can you do that news. again? That was no. so good. <laughs> it's awesome new <laughs> skate park opening up. I'll be the first skater out there, Lou, when it opens, cranking my mid-90s Pearl Jam tunes with my baggy jeans and South Park T-shirt. Look out, kids. Wow. <laughs>
<laughs> Someone will call the police. Yeah, and, and then the police will mob up and I'll have to leave. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's Matt. It's Triple M. The $20,000 Community Chest. Thanks to Vitasoy. Celebrating 20 years on the border and 105.7 Triple M. Why is it called Community Chest, I hear you ask? Well, I'm glad you asked. A uh, couple of months ago, it's been a couple of months now. Yep. Um, we kicked off Border Monopoly with Vitasoy to celebrate 20 years on the border. Now, while that's being made, with your help, we got all the streets, all the properties and all that. While that's being made, next year it'll be available and yep. hopefully you'll grab a copy. Um, but in the meantime, Vitasoy uh, said, you know what? We want to partner with you for something else to celebrate 20 years on the border as yep. well. The celebrations... Uh, we don't want to end. And we said, righto, let's do the $20,000 community chest, just like on a Monopoly yeah. board. And community we're in. chest, Lou. We're in. So $1,000 for every year that Vitasoy has been on the border, 20000 of them, and it's $1,000 right. a week for 20 weeks. All right. Week five, week Lou. Week five. The winner of $1,000 is... Albury Wodonga Animal Rescue. Yes. And we've got Ray from Albury Wodonga Animal Rescue on the line. Morning, Ray. Good morning. What a beautiful morning to receive this news. Yeah, congratulations. Uh, so um, you can nominate uh, individuals or groups, and, and that's what somebody did with uh, your wonderful group. Tell us exactly what you do. Um, we rescue, we rehome um, animals, cats and dogs, puppies and kittens. We unfortunately can't save them all, but we do a darn good job. You certainly do. Now, you completely volunteer run, aren't you, Ray? Yes, yep, no paid workers whatsoever. Everyone does it for the love of the animals. Oh, that's wonderful. All right, so where's this $1,000 going? Oh, well, towards food. Um, we need sometimes, we get generous donations of food from Mars, but we need specialty foods for when um, kittens especially come in, their mums haven't been in the best condition. Um, towards dentals, a lot of um, the older animals that come in need dentals. Um, flea and worm treatment, that's a big oh, one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it would be. Yeah, yeah. so oh, yeah, it's, just, yeah, it's yeah. amazing. It'll go to good use, that's for sure. Um, and, Ray, um, you do an amazing job there. I've seen you've quite often got so many um, animals in care and, you, and you're always looking for foster carers. Just quickly, I know you mainly, you deal with cats mainly, but you do need yeah. foster carers for your bigger dogs, don't you? Oh, Oh, definitely, and uh, there seems to be an Australia-wide shortage of small dogs, but if you'd love to welcome a big dog, go to our webpage, awr.org.au, and there'll be um, some information there. It's it's very, very re rewarding, all our Absolutely. animals. Yeah, all the dogs are in foster care, so they're in a family environment. They're not caged or penned. Yep. Um, and, they, yeah, they just... Uh, it's amazing to see them when they get a second chance at life. Absolutely. Sure is. Yeah. Ray, congratulations and congratulations to Albury Wodonga Animal Rescue. Keep up the great work. Yeah. And thank you to Vidasoy for supporting the community. The Lou and Matt Podcast. And that's it for the Lou and Matt Podcast. There'll be a fresh one for you on Tuesday. Have a fantastic week. We'll catch you Monday from 6 on the Borders Triple M.